Welcome to RCS episode 200. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. We're still here. I've had to take my, my shoes off to count to 20 now 10 times to get here, so it's a big feat. And not <laughs> just because I, I bad, ah, there you go. That was un- unintentional, but... Uh, That's kind of funny. So it's funny. I mean, not much has changed. Um, we are, because of busy world and things like that, Dan and I are sitting in his kitchen... <laughs> Yeah. Which is funny because we kind of started in my kitchen um, many, 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 God, 2017? 17, November yeah. of 2017, I think it was. Yeah. That's, um, wow. We're old. Yep. We were in our 30s, Dan. That's true. <laughs> Way back then. We have more sponsors now. Very good sponsors. Yeah. We have uh, Avance, Carter Subaru, which I have a good tip of the week this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think they're mostly good, but I have a good one this time. <laughs> it's kind of a funny one. Um, okay. We're still brought to you by our friends at Drivers Club. Yes. And uh, we, they had an awesome rally, by the way. They went to, we were just laughing at a picture that was on my, I have a Google home screen and it's of Jackson. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Jackson. And Nick's like, yeah, I was sitting across from that picture <laughs> while you took it. I was sitting in the gondola <laughs> with you while you took that photo of lovely Shauna. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they were just there. That was awesome. Yeah. Our friends at Griot's Garage, RCS 10, gives you 10% off. Uh, thank you to them for providing the swag for our awesome time at the Dirtfish Summerfest. That was very wet. Oh, that was fun. I it was, was tons of fun, though. Dan and I were laughing because, you know, as we know, as you know, we know Nick Griot and Richard Griot, and Nick is does all the, uh, the marketing stuff, and it, <laughs> He just did a post of classic Nick talking about how what, what, how they test their 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 orbital uh, buffers and yeah. he's, he's got a mustache on. He's sitting in the driveway swinging it around his head. <laughs> I was like, you know, it gets hey, that's how you get some attention for that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you've ever saved one by the cord though, which I have, like yeah. from dropping it, like mm-hmm. I just you know fumbled it around because I'm clumsy and grabbed him by the cord. Yeah. and I have, and it, yeah, it's good testing, good testing, yeah. yeah. Our friends at Haggerty, let's drive together. Mm-hmm. Which lots of stuff coming up with Haggerty. Excited to uh, see that coming around. They're they're still going strong. Finally heard Peter's commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that last time. If you didn't yeah. listen to our last commercial, I led into it. I hope you didn't hit the fast forward button. This is a really good story by Peter Gleason. Which there's always good stories by Peter Gleason. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and Salvo Design. So thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy, for telling us what we did not know. About what we did not know. Yeah, everybody loved our shirt. By the way, I was wearing my. Uh, even though it was cold and rainy, I took off the sweatshirt a couple times to show everybody the. the it's quick, uh, yeah, yeah. The, you guys are idiots. Uh, yeah. Logo from uh, the Backcountry Monkey, which if you haven't seen the video, that is now live. It's on, right on our face on right on our homepage. If you go to raincitysupercars.com, you scroll down, you will see the, the video right giant there. Giant photo of Dan, like coming into a corner way too hot. Oh no, I, I had to change the background. That was YouTube. Oh okay. So that was what YouTube put as the background. Oh and okay. For the life of me. So I stupid YouTube. Um, I couldn't do it on the computer. I couldn't do it on anything. And then I finally was able to upload it via the YouTube app on my phone huh. to change the background image to the actual logo. Oh, okay. I, I was yeah. just laughing. It, it was a good photo. It was a I, cool photo, but it was auto-generated. I, re- I yeah. remember that that corner. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all we, we all kind of came in hot to that corner. So. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thank Brandon Ben Powell for that, uh, for the, all that video work. It turned out awesome. And it... Links to the podcast, which hopefully we will be doing more of that storytelling with video because I think it was a fun way to do an episode in a way. Yeah, we've got a fun idea coming up. We don't know. I don't know when yet, but we're going to do a, a little fun like video. We got Dan. And I got new GoPros. Yes, which is great because we got them like a month ago, and then I see an email yesterday. GoPros releasing a new camera, the new ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when 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 isn't GoPro releasing a new camera? They're like uh, McLaren. Well, they've been well. They were behind for a while. They were they had yeah. some stock issues. So yeah, yeah. And we have a new sponsor coming on board. You'll notice that uh, some of the other ones are missing. Uh, no, with no bad blood there, but uh, we have a new sponsor coming on board that we can announce. Uh, we won't have the commercial on this one, but you guys will hear it as not really a commercial. That's York Real Estate. It's, we, we, you know, we, Ray kind of came to us and was like, you know, what's a really cool thing about cars is a place to keep them. Yes. And so we are going to be, as Ray comes on board, uh, actually in ne- next week's episode, we yep. will have basically, we actually haven't settled on the name yet. <laughs> We're thinking like the garage of the week or something like that. Something like, something that's on the market that would may- maybe some of our car listeners might be interested in in looking at so yeah um, we're gonna have a obviously a text in code for that and things like that and dan and i are gonna kind of look at them and give them our review and and talk about them and then if you're interested then you can reach out to ray yeah and we promise these will not be uh, properties that oh this car this house has a garage you should buy it no this is 
Cool houses, cool garages, stuff that is gearhead specific, and Ray and his daughter Felicia, for that matter, are huge gearheads. Yeah, and uh, so if you're, he's a genuine gear nut. He is a very active Avance member. If you guys are in Avance, probably know Ray. You've seen him driving around all the time. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We will. I'm excited to present that and look at some cool houses, which will make me, yeah. which will give me buyer's remorse because every time I see a nice shop, I'm like, oh, I wish I had. He that. sent us three of them already that yeah. we're looking at, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like all of those, please. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, but I'm going to need like seven more jobs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So as awesome. usual, we keep our sponsors on topic, so we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Carter Subaru? T- you, you seem so excited about it. Okay. So. Well, I have two. Um, Ooh. this is a more of a, a fun, I'm not going to go into it too deep because there's some great YouTube videos on it, but I did not know this. If you have an inline four engine. Okay. With there's exceptions to every rule. Don't give me that email <laughs> with like 99% of the time though, you have a flat plane crank engine. Interesting. And I did not know that it makes sense when I look at it, but it, an inline four is 99% of the time, a flat plane crank. And how did you come about this? Like, I was doing some research on engines in general, and it was super, super weird. This is how my very odd brain works sometimes. I think I had way too much caffeine, and I was at uh, I-90 Motorsports looking at things I shouldn't buy, and I heard a newer... We're going back to that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So I heard a newer, not really that new, a early early 2010s-ish Yamaha R1 Mm. that was in the parking lot. Old school. Old school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was, uh, I was like, that sounds different. And so I've ridden a lot of R1s in my day, but they were all older, pre-06. And it turns out that a R1, I think it's 06 or maybe it's 09 later, I can't remember, does not have a flat plane crank. It's one of the only ones that doesn't. Okay. So and a flat, This was in the bike, though. In the, the bike, and I thought okay. it sounded different. And okay. I could not, for the life of me, figure out, why it sounded different. And so I was like, like you said, you hear something and you've heard a million engines, you've heard a million motorcycles. And when you hear one that sounds different, you assume it's the exhaust or something first, but it was the firing order that was throwing me off. Hmm. And the only reason I knew it sounded different is because it had a rough idle. And so, but not in a rough idle, like it was in, like the guy was checking it out, but not in the rough idle, like it was broken. Like it probably had like maybe a fouled plug or a missing sparkle wire or something. But I was like, that's weird. It doesn't just sound broken. It sounds different. There's a difference between sounding different and sounding broken. If you've been in this, we know this. Um, Metal sounds, yeah. So the Yamaha R1 has what's called a cross-plane crank. The idea behind it, so basically in a flat-plane crank, basically in a normal inline four, in a standard fire configuration, you have the first piston and the last piston go up and the center two pistons go down at the exact same time. Makes it really balanced, makes it quick, um, quick to rev, but... The advantage of a cross-plane crank, in theory, is that you get the lower-end torque. Now, this requires a balance shaft of the motor, but Yamaha's idea, simply put, was they wanted the low-end torque of a V-twin with the high revs of an inline-four. But you don't get an inline-four in a bike. Yeah, you do. All, yeah. all Inline-four cylinder? Yeah, they're all inline-fours. I mean, there's V-fours and v and be twins, but like all your 600s, all your 750s, all your 1000s, liter bike class, 750 class, 600 class are all inline are fours. Four cylinders? Yeah. What have I been missing? Like, I thought, all me... Harleys are twins. Yeah. Uh, most Ducatis up until now were V twins and then they went to V4. Yamaha was a V4, or the Honda VFR was a V4. Good Lord. I had, I mean, I do. <laughs> I think I, it's one of those moments, like, where you think you know something in, in, this, in this. I'm like, no, I had no idea. Like, I mean, yeah, I just four, always assumed straight across the front. you either had a si- single piston or you had two pistons. I mean, but four. Or you okay. have a V4 configuration. Yeah, well, I get it now, yeah. but I was <laughs> okay. Sorry. Or you have a flat four if you're a BMW or a Moto Guzzi or you have Tri- no, or a flat to, twin. Yeah. Or uh, Triumph yeah. has an inline three in inline the speed three. triple. Yeah. There's all well, sorts of configurations in motorcycles, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> okay. the majority of sport bikes are, are inline fours until you get in the higher end stuff. And I, my favorite to this day is a V4, but I okay. digress. Like, nothing, Sorry, nothing I was not good. aware of that. I don't know why I wasn't aware of that, but okay. <laughs> Probably worry. You just never thought about it before. It's, no. Once you look at it, you're I like, just, oh yeah, four pipes in the front, inline four. Yeah. I mean, I have seen bikes with that, obviously, but I, I mean... I mean, for God's sakes, I've seen a Harley with a V8 stuck under, stuck under the tank. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the Boss Hawk. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If you want to be that fun guy at parties, you can say, well, not all inline fours are. 
<laughs> but you can't say yes. Most almost Shut every up, Craig. In, yeah, almost every inline four is a flat plane crank, except for the Yamaha R1. And uh, we can probably argue back and forth whether that was more efficient. Yamaha had some pretty good success with the R1, especially from that time frame. They're nice bikes. Um, I, I feel don't like know. R- the R1 dominated like through the the nineties and the two thousands. Very popular bike. Yeah. And then I mean, and and then when people would finally find out about the Hayabusa. Uh, <laughs> my boost is pretty old. Um, 1300 CC in line four. It's just a lot of displacement. Um, in the high boost is a tour and a drag bike. So it's not a sport bike. And if you've ever ridden one, it rides like a freaking blimp. Yeah. I owned one for less than uh, like yeah. 30 hours. This is an inline four. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that. Um, uh, they, 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 liter they still four. look the same, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I am always under the, I go under the guise of like a motorcycle above all things should be simple and reliable. And adding a, a balance shaft is more moving parts. Yeah. Now that said, one I, other thing to break. Yeah. And, but at the same time, that bike has proven to be pretty reliable. There's mm. Yamaha makes a good engine. Um, a really good engine. In fact, I've, one of the best looking engines ever is the Taurus SHO V8. That's a Yamaha engine. I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. So it wasn't a Ford engine in the Taurus SHO. No, it was a Yamaha. Yamaha that made the motor so for weird. it. Yeah. Okay. Those were fast. For their time, they for were their fast. time, for yeah. what they were, there weren't a lot of fast four door sedans. Good. Even though it was terribly ugly, it was a cool sedan. Yeah, but I mean, you had that yeah. really cool SHO embossed in the back bumper. <laughs> <laughs> that was the pre one. That was the V six. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. I mean, somewhat of a sleeper. Yeah, cool for the time. I still think. Yeah, in a Radwood kind of way. <laughs> Which, by the way, is happening this weekend. That's right, Dirtfish. No, wow. you got my segue. Oh, sorry. Oh, I took no, your no. segue? No, okay, no, yeah, no. You got, you got your exactly segue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have a Taurus Isaitro and yeah. a nice one, you should be at Radwood this weekend. You can still be at Radwood this weekend. Absolutely. I'll be walking around there. I will have my RCS sweatshirt on and my T-shirts, but look for the RCS on the sleeve, unless it's like pouring down rain. That'll probably have a rain jacket on. But if you see me, you know what it look like. Come find me. I'll give you a sticker. Maybe, some, maybe something else. Who knows? Depends how much I like it. Be careful, people. I'm just Lord knows what he'll pull out of his pockets. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, that was from Blazing Saddles, which will get you fired <laughs> if you watch. Oh, those things, you know, that's actually become a trend of people like, what could you, what, what could you not make now? Movies you could not make now. And Blazing, Blazing Saddles, Saddles is right at the top of Probably the number that. one. That's yeah. absolutely airplane. The t- oh, God, Airplane would be so great. Uh, anything from pre-1990. Anything Mel Brooks from, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Even Spaceballs, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I told you never to call me on this wall. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you find? We ain't found. Uh, Tupac. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Brian Nilsson at Brothers Power Sport. Um, I sold my KLR 650 and was like, I'm going to start looking for a CRF 450 <laughs> RL. And like it. Week he, later. He's like, I have one. I was like, mm, gosh. So, <laughs> so I have one of those in my garage now. And uh, I'm. Uh, it's to the point where I'm stare. I just sit down there and stare at it. And yes, you were right. I got rid of the KLR in less than like four months. Um, great bike, just too big of a bike. Uh, so I am really happy. Too big weight wise. Not I am not physically. I love the bike. What I have to do to it to, to kind of make it a little bit better is not going to be cheap, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Another project. Uh, it looks really good next to the monkey. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Honda on Honda. Exactly. Uh, true Honda family. Never thought I'd be that. But uh, I'm hey, When really it comes happy. to motorcycles, there's nothing wrong with that. Even in cars. Oh, I don't care if anybody says the NSX is nice. I'm still sticking by that. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but I, uh, I am so happy. But we're, we're actually, Dan and I are going to actually do an episode coming up on motorcycles and kind of the buying process. So Yeah. Um, and Dan has... has graciously volunteered to spend a bunch of his money to try to find a motorcycle within the next year or so. So, um, you know, <laughs> so we'll see. I've touched on this before on the show a long time ago. And while we are definitely sheltered from it now due to shortage under any normal circumstance that wouldn't be COVID, you want to buy a motorcycle in October and November. The new models are out. Nobody's buying them in Washington because it's the dead of winter. Everything's wet and nobody's riding. And it is the slowest time of the year for dealerships. Right now, not so much. Like, I went to I-90 the other day. And they have about 10 bikes that are new. Yeah. In total. Yeah, they sell fast there. Everything is sold out. Yeah. Um, and typically, though, you can find them in a small town. Now, I have, I stick to my guns. You guys know me on this show. If I want to buy something, I have a set price. I know what I will pay for it. And I am the worst buyer ever because I am patient. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the opposite. <laughs> so... 
I'm in no rush to ride a motorcycle. It's going to sure. rain for the next six months. Although I, I do like riding dirt bikes in the rain. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to learn to like riding dirt bikes in the rain. Once you have the gear, it's not so bad. It sucks yeah. on the highway, but once you're at the trail, you don't really care because you're warm. And as long as you have the right goggles and the right like weatherproof clothing, it's actually a lot of fun to throw a bunch of mud around. You just kind of hose yourself off and get back in the truck. Yeah, driving home with a full face helmet in the rainstorm on a brand new bike with tires that are less than 50 <laughs> miles, which happened to me last Friday. Um, that's the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and yeah. Probably the, the, one of the un, unintentionally dumbest, but, uh, yeah. 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 Having the right gear. We're going to, I said, we are, we are going to talk yeah. about it. We are actually, we, I already have the Carter super tip of the week for that one. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I've got a lot of these, like I write these down as I think of them. Otherwise I forget. So I have Carter a lot of Subaru tip is don't buy a motorcycle cause your mom will be mad at you. <laughs> it's every mom out there. Right. So, yeah. Uh, my mom liked most of my bikes. I think she liked my RC51 the most. No, she liked my CBR. I had a, thousand, I had a black 1000 R that was like super clean. I had a Kropovich pipe tucked up underneath it. Sounded really nice. Not too loud. Just really smooth. Sure. She liked that one. So I, I, I can tell I've reached a certain age where I'm like, while I'm researching things for this bike, I'm li- I'm literally looking for sound bites of, of yeah. mufflers and things like that. Because <laughs> right? I talked about it. I had an FM, FMF exhaust that came on the KLR. Great. Great bike, loved it. It was so loud. And I never realized how loud it was. I feel really bad for Sarah falling behind me because she never said anything. But when I went to sell it and the guy started up and I was standing behind it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, that is definitely an age thing because, yeah. yeah, we're at that point where I like to sound good, but my version of sounding good is, and sounding good is subjective, mm-hmm. is like bassy and not too echoey. And I don't want to bother my neighbors. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this: I really like the engine in that bike. Oh yeah, it's, it's you know it's 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 four stroke. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm learning all these things. Like I said, the, little I'm, pipe, four little, stroke, little, big pipe, two big stroke. stroke. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> except on a trials bike, absolutely love it. So um, <laughs> we, you'll be hearing more about it. I could talk about it all night, but uh, and I think Sarah's sick of hearing it. Uh, also, uh, happy birthday to my my lovely Sarah. It was her birthday this week, and so uh, I hope you had a wonderful week. So I saw the motorcycle goodies you got her. Oh yeah, which we is got, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it, it that's you know that's that's how you know you found somebody you really love, and the fact it's like, hey, I'd like motorcycle stuff for my birthday. Like mm-hmm. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that so yeah we spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens laptops smartphones tablets even digital refrigerators but what are we really connected to isn't it time you connected to something greater sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect this moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. Uh, so we, Dan and I will never lie to our, our listeners. We had a really hard time coming up with an episode this week. Yeah, 200's hard. You're like, this should be a landmark. And then it's hard to get guests right now, really hard to get guests because of COVID and these new restrictions, again, yeah. we are conscious of as much as we like to joke about things. Like, I don't want to bring somebody random in and people are really cautious about coming and they're like, well, how many people will there be? Is there an audience? And we're trying to be you know, cautious of putting driver's club in a compromising position of having people in and having an audience. They've been great to us. And we're like, well, we don't want to get you guys in trouble. Yeah. We like to record live because it's fun to interact with the audience, but we don't want to break any rules either. And, or just make even not even breaking rules. You don't want it to look bad. Well, no, it's reckless. It's it's just like uh, somebody said it to me. They're like, why didn't you guys just do the whole route for the monkey thing? And like, I think it was a Brandon Ben Powell or Mm -hmm. maybe you said it. It's like, yeah, we could have done it. But about the time somebody f- snatches a photo of you riding through an area where you're not supposed to be or yeah. t- interviewing a guest when you're not supposed to be interviewing them, it can really affect things. And yeah. people are very sensitive these days, even if we do or do not think that's a, 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 you know agreeable, but it is yeah. life. There's the world we live in. So, yeah. yeah. It's not just about us, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> whoa so there's inline fours in bikes and it's not about us <laughs> I, I don't I, i'm not okay with this so so dan came up with a really good topic i was thinking in the three years we've done this or in general i started with my first thought was in the in the three years we've been doing this 200 episodes four. deep yeah four years we've yeah. been doing this but yeah. 200 episodes Wow, that does add up about to 200 episodes yeah it's almost <laughs> like there's 52 weeks we really haven't i don't think we've really missed We've yeah, because we've had extra episodes, so we technically haven't. Yeah. If I had to give one piece of car advice to anybody, there's 
what is the best advice I could give about a show? But what is that one piece? Like if I had to pick one Carter Subaru tip of the week, I was like, what is the Carter Subaru tip of 200 episodes? It's like if I had to have one, what is the one thing that I would pound into everybody's head? What is the one thing I wish I knew when I started driving? What is the one piece of advice I give to the most people that has paid off the most? This one goes back to, um, it's well, we could talk about it in the motorcycle episode because it's one of the things I talked about when we first started talking about motorcycles on this show. And for me, it is the single best thing you can possibly do as a driver is to go to a driving school. Agreed. You will never, I've never sent anybody to a riding school or a driving school and had them come back to me and say that wasn't worth it ever, especially a riding school. No matter what you ride, it is the most fun you'll have on a car in a car or in a motorcycle, and it has the biggest benefit, cost per dollar benefit. And it will cost you less than the fact. I noticed uh, this. As funny as you say this, is the fact that I was reviewing my Geico policy a couple of days ago, and they were asking me questions if I had taken a driver safety course, mm-hmm. anything from on the road or uh, mm-hmm. uh, on track stuff, which can save you money. I mean, because they 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 want they want to see you invest in your future. Yeah, and so the reason I thought of this, it was just randomly popped into my head today. I, I've been thinking about this topic for a while, but um, I came across this article, and it made me laugh because this. if you know this, if you've met professional drivers, you are humbled immediately if you've spent five minutes with them, with the stuff they know. Refer back to our episode with Rhiannon about rally <laughs> and how much that woman knows about driving and road conditions and how to set up a car is a lifetime of knowledge that I will never achieve Ever, ever, ever. I could spend the rest of my life trying to learn what she does, and I will never catch up to her knowledge. It's just too bad she hasn't learned to drive the car yet. I, mean, I know, it's right? Just, it's just like one more <laughs> skill, and she'd be right there. No, she'd find that funny, I think. So, I hope so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She would know what she yes. does. Uh, I am hoping to get Alex on the show, by the way, her husband. But mm-hmm. I found this article. Casey Curry, professional driver, if you know Curry Motorsports, Baja, King of the Hammers. If it's off-road and fast, Casey Curry has done it and won it. Casey Curry ran a stock UTV in Brazil's most grueling rally and finished eighth. <laughs> he took a stock Polaris Razor side by side. I think that all they did was put stickers on it, wasn't it? Stickers, yeah. and I think they had to do a uh, harness. Yeah. That's it. And he took eighth. <laughs> that, that does not mean that, that, that Joe's down the street can get in his Razor. And <laughs> this is a trained professional that knows how to drive this and... Yeah, and he's trophy trucks. I mean, the dude's hardcore. Mm-hmm. Casey Curry is one of the best drivers in off-road, period. He's he's raced the car. He's raced the Baja 1000. He's raced the Mint. Like, this dude has run everything. It just goes to show you, like, I guarantee you a, a good driver, like, if we had Randy Popes on the track and me, and you gave me a McLaren 765 and him a Miata, I would not win. No. Maybe the first lap. Because I would get enough of a head start, and then he would catch me in the corners so fast that, and that's just the way it is. He's a pro. I'm never going to catch that. Sure. This is why, that's what led me down that that rabbit hole of what is the best thing you can possibly do. And then I was thinking, you know, at Dirtfish. So if you, were, if, if you guys weren't at Summerfest, you missed out. Like, I've always told everybody the best time to go to Dirtfish is when the conditions are the worst. If it's If it's raining sideways and it's snowing, and it's muddy and it's awful and you're like today you look outside and you're depressed go to dirtfish because if you if they have an open class you will have the time of your life absolutely flinging mud everywhere and uh i got uh my nephew andrew was there and i got him snuck him in a, uh, a thrill ride with um he's becoming a cocky little welder i'll tell I you i know he is cocky. he's he's, he's, I, he's I, young I, no it's fine it's fine <laughs> i was just i was like oh look who's learning to talk yeah <laughs> So our friend, our friend Sean was there, and and he's a driver. At, he's an instructor at Dirtfish occasionally. He also yeah. helps uh, restore it. So him and Jeff, I've been trying to get on the show forever, by the way. And we Jeff spent the day with us hanging out, helped shuttle us back and forth with the monkeys. Thank you. They do. Yeah, thank you, Jeff Miller. Um, he got actually, he ended up in the car with Michelle. I went and sent him down to see Sean. He ended up in the car with Michelle. Ooh. Uh, not my Michelle Graff. Uh, the other Michelle that's the yeah. instructor there, who's awesome, by the way. And uh like he was blown away at how fast you could go in the car. <laughs> he had the time of his life, loved it. But it, uh, yeah, best time I've ever had in a car was at Dirtfish. So, I mean, it's learning to drive in the worst of conditions. You will make you obviously a better driver in the best of conditions. Yeah, it just it just will. Even on dirt, on and things like that. Um, I was thinking in terms of a general topic, and that would be maintenance. Oh yeah, I think it's the one thing we've talked about, and I think it's something that even the person who doesn't know anything about cars uh, can work on. And the fact of when you're buying a car, when you're looking at a car, 
always ask the questions that you, you think you don't need to know the answers to that you already know. Ask the intervals. Ask, you know, I mean, a perfect good example is, I mean, I, I feel sorry for the parts guy out at Brothers because I grilled him because this was my first, you know, real dual sport bike and I grilled him as far as maintenance schedules and what should be done. I mean, he actually, get, and, and they're great because they gave me an actual sheet with everything that tells yeah. me, which it's in is your fine. Manual, Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of people don't the know in that. The car, in, in the it's owner, actually in the, car. In the owner's Yeah, it's yeah. in the owner's manual. Yeah. yeah. Get out there, figure out, you know, know enough to know that, you know, that you've got air going into the engine, you've got fuel going to the engine, you've got an explosion, you've got exhaust. Know that you're, you know, about where your gas tank is. Know about oil. You don't have to know. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't. Know that you if know? you have a BMW, you can't check your oil. It's on the dash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maintenance is the biggest thing. And I know there's tons of jokes out there, you know, blinker fluids. You should check your blinker fluid. It's important. If you run out of blinker fluid, you <laughs> it, won't will blink. Not, it won't blink. So uh, <laughs> maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. And and I think it's if if you're listening to this and you're not a car person, Obviously, there's a ton of them out there. Do not be afraid ever to ask a, another car person. Yeah. Because if you ask somebody that, that knows something and they don't know it, they will help you find the answer and they will probably learn something in the process. You may end up, you know, sitting down to do a podcast with your best friend and learning that, that motorcycles have four cylinders. Who knew? <laughs> can't believe you didn't know that. I actually, I, it's, I mean... It's embarrassing to say, but I, I'm, in my mind, it was always like, oh, yeah, there's two cylinders, there's one cylinder, you know, I'm, there are, which there are, <laughs> you know, single piston. So Honda at one point made an inline six cylinder called the CBX. But, 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 it maybe, looked ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure. Suzuki made a rotary. Yeah, well, that's Honda that, made, that would be Honda awesome. made an oval piston twin that had four spark plugs. Oval pistons. Oval pistons. They were... Oh, oh, okay. I got you. I was, I was thinking, you said rotary, and then I was thinking oval, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, but no, maintenance, maintenance, maintenance is is to know what your car needs before it needs it. Yeah, um, that's probably the most important thing yeah. any car owner can do. It will save you money if you're calling your dealership going, I think I need an oil change. And they're like, oh, it's not for another 1,000 miles. Get on the books. Get, <laughs> get it on the books, yeah. Yeah, it's especially, especially if you're in Issaquah, because yeah. they're like a month out right now. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Which, it's... It's maintenance. It's maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. It's it's learning about your car. Sit down. I think so many people buy cars, and when they're not car people, and that's fine, sit down in your passenger seat one day in your, in your driveway, pull out the owner's manual, read through it. Don't you have to read the whole thing, but get the highlights. Figure out, you know... I, I guarantee you, I have learned things pulling it out, and you, you know, about three or four pages into your, your owner's manual will be a, like, a digit, or like a picture of your dash and things like that. And there's buttons that I have looked, I have found on cars <laughs> where I'm like, I didn't even know I had that. Like, yeah. I didn't know it did that. So it's important. Um, Actually, reading through traction modes and how they work in the manual yes. is w- really important. Yeah. Um, I, I, a perfect good example, I sat down with my new bike. I read out the instruction manual. I found out there's an actual a built-in auxiliary power port that's it's hidden in the bike that you can use to run power for other things, like heated grips and things like that. That's, Ooh. Yeah. Heated grips are nice, by the way. I've learned some other things that if you overrun that system, that the, the, the stator tends to burn out. So you got to be really careful about how much you're running. Heated so. grips, but I would. Well, I, I don't. As long as you got handguards, you're fine. Yeah, anyway. yeah, um, I got handguards. So yeah, yeah. Sit down, and read the manual, and 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 ask questions. So funny story about that. I was actually on my road trip in my what was I in? I was in my GTR, and I was in Grand Junction, Colorado, and which is right outside of, well, it's not right outside, but it's probably the closest major town to Moab. And I was driving aggressively this trip. I was spirited. Is this the one where you spirited your way into another state before somebody could pull you over? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is before that, but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was burning through miles, and uh, given the dusty conditions and everything else, I found a Nissan dealership there that had a certified GTR. They were a certified GTR dealer, and I had them do an oil change on the road. Right there, because I had, at that point, I had... I had, it's not going to hurt. Well, the stupid thing I didn't do is I didn't change the oil before I left. And I was, it was only like a 1,500 miles into my last oil change. But when you drive more ag- aggressively, it's usually a good idea to change the oil more often. Um, it's not because the heat cycles are burning up your oil. It's just you're just shoving more air into the motor, and therefore you're adding more contaminants into the filters, and it's just getting dirtier faster. And it wasn't a big deal, but it was like, that car wasn't super expensive to change the oil in. Uh, uncommon to popular belief. Transmission fluid, whole other story, but oil changes were pretty typical in that car. I think it was like 130 bucks or something. But it was just cheap insurance. It was like, I'm going all these miles all over, and I hadn't changed the oil ahead of time, and I probably would have been right on the line, like maybe 1,000 miles over, but I'm like, 
I don't want that on the records of the car. When you think of resale of an exotic, or any car really, but especially a car that borders on the exotic, and I'm not saying the GTRs is an exotic, but it's in the upper end. It's not exotic for Nissan. <laughs> it's a get up and go. Yeah, it moved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things that little things like that will reward you in return value and make you a better seller, which I still think integrity is important in that. So, I mean, and I think we've talked about this many times as far as oil changes, just, I mean, I always say every six months you should be changing your oil. Yeah. Regardless of mileage, minimum yeah, six months. And I think everybody thinks, well, my car sat during COVID. I don't care. My car got two oil changes in 2020. It put, I put a total of like 3000 miles on the car yeah. in 2020, but it still got two oil changes because we well, used it off road. Like the times you're using, you're yeah, using it. But I'm saying it, it, it sat more than it did anything else. And that it, it's still, that still needs to be changed. So it's yeah. important. So like I said, maintenance, 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 knowledge of, of your car will lead to better driving of your car. So, you know, so in, in your driving classes and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's funny because I think a lot of people, and obviously this is a pretty good example that wasn't set up, like think that when you and I are talking about these Carter Super Tips of the Day and things like that, that it's, we, we have all this knowledge. You do have most of it. I, I got to look it up and refine it. Yeah. I mean, there's by no means do I go into one blind and assume that I'm just throwing something out there. I like to go verify what I'm about. To, I like to uh, trust but verify my own mind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of fake news in the automotive world so <laughs> yeah but <laughs> i've really had can. assumptions that have been wrong for sure oh, absolutely yeah yeah i mean i've had probably more than i've had right but uh <laughs> it's it's important uh you know i think that's that was one of the main goals when dan and i started this accidentally is that we wanted to really get some knowledge out there and not the obnoxious knowledge that that we, <laughs> think we see out there not that there's anything wrong with it but the sort of the this is what we think, you know, make your own assumptions. If you're an Avance member, uh, you get 10% off on almost everything. You can find somebody who will do your maintenance. It doesn't have to be done at the dealer for the record. Any good reputable repair shop will update your Carfax and show that the maintenance has been done. And you can save 10% off at almost everywhere. You can get 10% off driving schools with Proformance, uh, our friend Don Kitch down there, or at Dirtfish. And at Dirtfish, that's both of those, that's a big discount. I mean, oh, absolutely. Especially, I mean, Dirtfish is more expensive overall as a driving school because you are handed a race car. <laughs> and that is not cheap to maintain. If you've ever followed their Instagram, you can see the Exidy clutches that they use or their brakes, and then you can see the damage that's been done to suspension, brakes, and clutches. Not because people crash their cars, but because you are rallying a car. And they say nothing handles like a rental. I would challenge you to say that nothing handles like a Dirtfish car. <laughs> which is a rental. Yes, which is technically a rental that day. Speaking of good maintenance, I do want to give a huge shout out to Group Two Motorsports in Woodenville. Uh, oh yeah, I saw we, you were over there the other day. Yeah, we had a little, uh, a little. Well, it's not a little hiccup with the Maserati. Um, that rear diff is sealed, and you know it's not real easy to change the fluid because it's sealed, and so we we lost a diff. But it took sixty two thousand miles to do that. But um, they t- they treated us as always with such grace and, and and wonderful service and went out of their way to help us and really figure out what was wrong with the car and why it was wrong. And if it was, some, obviously it's not a warranty issue at mm-hmm. 62,000 miles, but um, they did a great job. They did it fast. I mean, and, and, and they did it efficiently. So I just want to give them a huge shout out. So yeah, that was, it was, it was nice. <laughs> that's funny because that happened to you. I've already, I scheduled the next oil change for the, the Raptor because I'm going to Moab. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, and you guys will see a bunch of video from that. I'm doing the uh, the Schaefer Trail, which is the uh, people often call it the White Rim Trail. That's the one. If you're in Moab and you're at Canyonlands, and if you look down, you will see all the little vehicles that look like ants. I'm driving down that in the Raptor all the way to the bottom of the Canyon Valley, which has been something I've been wanting to do forever. Uh, it's pretty sketchy in the Raptor because it's a tight trail, but people do say, it all the time. How wide is that trail? Dan? It's the turns. The turns are yeah. like it's multi-point turning. Yeah. And, you know, if you miss that turn, you fall down a thousand feet. So I won't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But uh, I'm having them change the oil ahead of time, which that thing has pretty large uh, like you intervals. Get a, you just get a big barrel and just put that on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. But I'm also changing the diff fluid. Okay. Uh, because it's got a locking rear diff and I've used it a couple yeah. times in the winter. <laughs> We've gotten, and that thing sees a lot of off-road time. So I've got 23,000 miles on that truck. Hasn't been a year yet. We've kept the diff really cool in the winter because we've buried it up like past the diff. <laughs> in snow many <laughs> in times. In snow many times. So yeah. it's important to keep your diff cool. But yeah, well, that's good. I mean, I, I forgot you're heading down to Moab. That's going to be a fun trip. Oh, yeah. It's Lots of fun. Of, uh, fun Cannot uh, wait. Yeah. So you're going down for your birthday. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Lots of time in my, one of my favorite places to go. Good. So. Good, good. Yeah. We. I mean, I've got to get down there sometime. You know, I had initially planned many, many years ago and then we had a issue yeah i ordered a rear bumper skid plate 
Well, that's probably smart. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think because we, we've talked about that, that the, those exhausts will go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to scrape the I'll probably flatten them okay. regardless just from uh, rotation left to right. Is, what really does it cover? Terrible. What does the skid plate cover? It comes out the trailer hitch and it just drops down um, about the same distance as the spare tire. Okay. And so when the spare tire drags, it'll drag on that before it drags the exhaust tips. And they'll still get some damage, but. So it goes into the hitch and under the car. Yep. It looks kind of like a shovel. It's Isn't, rounded. Wouldn't that be an edge to catch? No, it's rounded on the bottom. Oh, okay. Front, front and back. So cool. if you back into something, you get a I get backing in, in but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about coming down and then obviously, okay. It's also got a toe eye on it, oh, so I can put cool. in a shackle on it. So okay. in case I get stuck, which I hope not, I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm just going to do the Overland Trails versus the, I'm not going to go, you know, Hell's I mean, Revenge or anything. <laughs> if Bobby Joe with his new Jeep can go down there, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you said, your length is going to be the issue in making those hairpin yeah. turns. But if you crank it, then gas it in two wheel drive, I think you just swing the totally fine. that no rear end will swing right around. Um, <laughs> what so. could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, that's why. This is why Dan and I are not allowed to ride in the same car because the whole company would be dead in seconds. <laughs> so, it's just like you know, you, know, you uh, learn you learn those things. Like I remember when I was working in the uh, aer- aeronautical industry on the line, and, and Nike put all of their executives on one plane, their Gulfstream, and then they had an issue where the wheel wouldn't come down, and then they never did that again. Like, the, whole, the whole the whole top brass could have been gone. So yeah, yeah. next thing I'm. Very much looking forward to is visiting uh, Moab Garage Co. for oh, the best that's cronut right. in the world. Best local donuts. That's that's, that's North, North Bend, Bend Bakery donut, yeah. for sure. Which if you were at Dirtfish. Like candy melting in your mouth. Those things are just amazing. wickedly. It's so good. I mean, I could physically feel myself getting fatter, but you know. Right. It's like, I had to order them. They, when I got there at 8.30 on Sunday morning to pick those up, there was a line out the door like five people deep. Oh, you ordered them ahead of time. I, had, I ordered them the day before yeah. to make sure I had them because they sold out like probably about 9.30 that day, they said. So they'd be done. They'd be out of donuts by 9.30, 10 that morning. See, the thing you learn on Rain City Supercars, right? not just car stuff, but you learn where, when to order your donuts, where to order your, order your donuts. Yeah. yeah so I know. Speaking of yes. uh, service, Chris Roberts, congratulations for starting at Zadart. Wow, yeah. I am very sad to see you go Salish, um, from Salish because we had Chris, without a doubt, is worth the shadow. He's been on the show. He set the bar for what customer service should be. He was running the valet when he, he was running. Right? He was the concierge yeah. there for for Salish, not just the valet. Yeah, and uh, he, they're still good guys there. I talked to him the other day. I have reservations there coming up, um, and they have been awesome. But I, I do miss Chris. He was fantastic, and he really did raise the bar, like in the whole area for what customer service could be, and like what a night out could be. Anybody who went there, I mean. I did a wedding there. Uh, DJ and Asha <laughs> set up with them for uh, their rehearsal dinner. Garov got uh, engaged there. Um, oh, you mean Garov Vila? Yeah, the, the <laughs> yes. Indian Bob Vila. Good yeah, we'll God. get to that in a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's a fun one too. If you're not following Garov on Instagram, but anyway, uh, before I go into <laughs> that, thank you, Chris, <laughs> for all your service <laughs> yeah. at Salish. We wish you the best at Zadart. If you go to Zadart, tell them I sent you. Tell them we sent you, and ask for Chris, of course. Uh, He's going to be taking over there, and I know he'll do well because he's, like I said, best customer service around, and that's <laughs> dealing with exotics. He'll be the man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Gara Vila. <laughs> GV. Yeah. <laughs> this new name is GV. If he's, so there's a couple things, a couple projects he's done. Now, I, we mentioned this on the show before. If you haven't listened to his episode, it's one of our favorite ones. When I tell people to listen to the show, I have to send them to that episode because one, it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. And it's a, just a great episode. I mean, he, he holds that Indian accent through the whole thing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like he was born in India or something. Jeez. I know, but yeah. yet he's more American than we are by a long he shot. He really is. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, I met the Camaro version of Garof lives in my building. Oh, awesome. But it's orange. <laughs> so if you don't know, Garof is a very good friend of ours. Uh, he's uh, he's a Microsofty and he has came to America. He went to Georgia Tech, you know, yellow and black. And he has taken that theme. He has a beautiful Z06, Grand no, Sport, Grand Sport uh, Corvette that he rips up on the track. I yeah. mean, the man is keeping Make the entire business in, in, yeah. in business. Um, and... Because he thinks he, because he didn't think he was American enough, he decided to take up woodworking. And he didn't just like, hey, I'm going to start to whittle. Like he's making beautiful, beautiful, like dining room tables, benches, and benches. He made and- a shed the other day for his uh, for his generator, which you'll want to live in. I was gonna, I was going to say he probably, <laughs> he probably put a bed in there for obvious reasons, but yeah, no. I- yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny because it's like I'm talking about it on the show, even though because he's 
a car guy and it's funny, but it, it's really commendable too. Like he's got the right type of insulation. He has uh, the right pressure treated lumber. He built the base too. He didn't just build the shed. He didn't buy a kit. It's all from scratch. He built the base, the cement, started with that. Hadn't done that before, figured that out. Then he gets the right type of wood for the bottom. So he's got pressure treated wood down below. Then he's got soundproof, waterproof, moisture resistant insulation on the inside. He custom cut the metal roof. He made custom joiners for the joints up top. It's all reinforced. He's got the right kind of siding on there. He's, it's like he's got the special hinges so the doors sit super flush and clean so they're not just like tacked on there. Like the, he's even got a, like a special exhaust fan on it. I mean, besides <laughs> the fact that he forgot to pull a permit and the city's going to tear it down now, but other than that, it's going to be a really <laughs> next generator. <laughs> no, he did, all, he did do all the no, permits. No, he did. He no, the I'm, fancy kid, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, dude, if you ever sell that thing, let me know because I want your generator house. <laughs> Because I need a generator. <laughs> Just live in your generator house. It's cheaper. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I yeah, know. I'm going to have him come over and like help me build mine because I have to do the same thing. And I'm just like. He's worked himself into another job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job, Garov. I'm oh, genuinely just, impressed. Especially I, with I am the too. table, though. Especially, though. I mean, I'm, I am I joke, but yeah. Woodshop got me through high school. Yeah. Like, thank God I, I had those skills. But I look at some of the stuff he does and I'm like, I don't, I don't have the attention span to do no. what he did. Like, no joke, like, you talk about how the, you take time to do things, and I rush into things. I mean, literally, and, and I want to say this you to Dan. Taste, Dan sat there and said, do not buy a bike till October. And I went, okay, <laughs> hey, I bought a bike. <laughs> I don't think, given... Oh, I got a wonder... Um, yes, yeah, so given the deal, I think you, oh, you did yes, fine. I, I did great. I'm I just saying, like, I, I, listening's not my strong suit with that, but, uh, <laughs> you know... He's uh, we we Garov is really a good a great friend of ours and so I, I that's why I like to shout him out on here and give him shit and I mean I think sometimes when people see him and I in public you think I, we think that they we don't like each other but you know <laughs> I like him I don't know what he said about me so he's great to raz on the track too he's fast him and James Davis go out yeah. yeah they're really they're both really fast on the track he's he's a good guy on the track it is amazing the amount of people that we have met by doing this and, and, and the friendships we have and <coughs> excuse me and, and, and the places this has taken us it, I, I, you know I did I, Dan and I both said I didn't want this to turn into one of those like we're so grateful episodes but we really are yeah. um, we wouldn't have 200 episodes without the people and the sponsors and our friends and the community supporting us and telling us that we can do this you know when you, when you start from having beers after exotics because <laughs> you need to relax to turning into 200 episodes with some national sponsors so it's really cool it's fun it continues to be fun <laughs> dan and i say that but we both there's conversations where i'm like you know yes. we could do a once a year podcast <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> be a long one but uh yeah grandpa what do you call this thing again it's a 66 ford bronco i think you got ripped off why is that honey it's got no wi-fi no usb port no bluetooth exactly I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. What do we got coming up next? Not Avance. I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming up next. Good Lord. We got, so we got to bring the CMOT back. Uh, so, yeah. Well, COVID, who knows where COVID, California and COVID, who knows? CMOT will be coming back. We uh, There will be an, a, a yet-to-be-named uh, other rally we're going to be doing. Monkey Rally 2.0 oh, will be, I mean, I think that's going to turn into something. I really think that that idea has something blossomed, has turned into something that will be huge. Um uh the response that i've gotten from just people messaging me um i'll tell you i say a lot of shit i mean and i don't mean that in bad ways but i say a lot of stuff and the the way my humor works is i say it and i forget i say it the amount of people that have messaged me about the line of we look like oompa loompas coming home from the (laughs) factory i was like i don't remember saying it but like it's like yeah that I I think that is one of the best things that's come out of this. Like I love Seamont. Seamont has all, will always be one of my favorite things, and I really missed it this year. I missed being yeah. in Monterey with everybody. I love being on rallies, and it's funny because I was looking at a bunch of photos from Drivers Club, and Casey was commenting on how much fun she had on the Drivers Club rally. And it is if a rally is done right, it's so much fun. Yeah, and I really miss that. I miss being in a car with people, and 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 the camaraderie, and on the radio, and. I mean, the monkey rally was just, it was an organized shit show. 
I mean, we were over We were over organized and over over prepared. And and Brian said that in the interview. They're, they're, like Brandon Ben Powell had us. We could have we could have built a new bike out of what was in the back of that. Yep. Of the level ten truck minus a frame. <laughs> but we yeah, really could have. We probably so. could have. We probably could have figured out one together. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I really am looking forward to be doing on being on more rallies and and getting together with people. I think you know, in the right circumstances, obviously, we don't want to. I really don't. We haven't had it happen, but I really don't want to make anybody you know send us hate mail saying that you know that we're breaking the rules and things like that. But we're social distancing in cars. We're at least six feet apart when we're driving at a hundred miles an hour. So it's important. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. That one's going to so, stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Eltingham. I think yeah, it was yeah. Eltingham's episode. So, I mean, uh, yeah, lots of, we, we are going to be doing more rallies. We're going to be doing more. We're trying, we're, we are really trying to be more social um, as we're coming out of this. We, it was always yeah. the plan even before COVID to really get out there. If you've been to the, any events we're doing, you know, you've seen our tent, you've seen, you know, and, and I, a huge shout out goes to my, he's not really my uncle, but my uncle Peter, um, yeah, for bringing out his, Peter his Ver- Peter Vermillion, uh, for bringing out his 1996, nine, uh, 993 turbo twin turbo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's yellow on yellow. It's really hard it's to very miss. yellow. Yeah. Um, but we really want to do more events like that. And and we are always open to ideas. Like if you message us, please know that Dan and I both have very busy day jobs, but we really do care about our fan base or the people that listen, I should say, I say fan base. <laughs> like, but, um, we did hand out some t-shirts though. Yeah, we did. We handed out t-shirts. So, yes, which is good. Cause I noticed the email from <laughs> dirt fish before that said, if we were going to sell them, we had to get a business license, which was never the plan anyway. No, it was never the yeah. plan, but I, <laughs> It's like it did make me laugh. It's a good email to see. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. But uh, yeah, Um, it's we're we're looking for ideas. We're always looking for people. Um, As you know, we 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 try to bring out the best in people. We try to you know, and 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 I will say this, and some of the people will say this. Some of our guests have been tough, but we've had so much fun with it. We've had so much fun. Like, there's a few guests that that would just talk, 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 and then you put a microphone (laughs) in front of them, and it's like nothing, nothing. Like more whiskey. One of my favorite episodes is, and Dan, I'm, you know I'm horrible with names. Um, they drove the Mitsubishi's up to the uh, the Arctic Circle. Oh, for the Alcan. Yeah, uh, that was Andy and Mercedes Lilienthal, crankshaft culture. So many people brought this up to us. They have their own. They're they're big social media people and things like that. But that episode, Dan and I said maybe six words. They are so good at telling their own story. Like they were great. So yeah. many people came to me and they're like, "You didn't say anything," and I was like, "I didn't have to." <laughs> like they told their story so efficiently, and and they knew where we were going with things, even though we have no, you know, real framework for what we do. Um, it was so much fun. I, I, I it's funny because I look back and I, it doesn't seem like two hundred episodes. We have had. It, it seems like I have had two hundred or so dinners and a couple of beers with friends and people mm-hmm. that have definitely become friends so it's kind of fun yeah it was fun uh michelle came over there the other night graph we yeah were all, we were all hanging yeah. out and she's funny driving I, away that that woman she's like she's i like the through, friends we made she's going through brake pads getting. and she's going through tires that's because she's doing it right so i was talking to hanging out with thad out at the out the course right yeah, yeah. and uh like i was just talking to uh, rachel the other day mm-hmm. she's got the bronco torn apart again <laughs> cleaning her fuel injectors <laughs> okay She's like, I feel like such an amateur doing this. I'm like, everybody else would have given up by now. <laughs> Keep going. I don't I'm know like, if I've ever updates. Have you ever cleaned fuel injectors? I have never personally done it. I yeah. have removed them. Yeah, I've removed um, them. But I mean, I, I can say she's doing more than we have. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long shot. So, yeah, uh, we meet the coolest people. I know. That's cool. I think I think one of the cool people just walked in. <laughs> this is the bird. No, <laughs> don't call her that. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's got her Harry Potter sweater on. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Hamilton sweater. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to get a get soda thrown at your Yeah, head. I know. Well, <laughs> won't be the first. <laughs> won't be the last. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think we should do uh, coming up next? Well, I mean, I think we're, we're I mean, obviously we're going to be at Radwood. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, there's going to be, uh, we're going to be at the new Chateau St. Michel Avance event for the classic cars on October 3rd, 3rd it is, yeah. which will be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be having some more adventures. I'm heading to F1, uh, the That's F1 right. race at the end of October. I'm excited for that. Um, we're really, we're, we're going to try to do some more, um, 
smaller, not rallies, but maybe some snow days we'd like to do this year. Snow days is what I was thinking. Yeah. That's the next thing we had to plan. Yeah. Um, you know, if people are interested, you know, we'd be glad to take Brandon Ben Powell and um, force him to teach us everything he knows about, you know, pulling cars up. You know, I mean, I need to I, use my winch. Yeah. Well, it doesn't work. I, I can pull, like I said, I will say it. The SAR pin got pulled up the hill by my car. So, I mean, it's just... <laughs> uh, if people are looking for something fun to do this weekend, the day after this comes out, there's a Radwood uh, pre-party at the shop from 6.30 to 8.30 in Soto. Yeah. So, shop, Soto, pre-party. Go check it out. Drive slowly. Some of the roads down there will take out your oil pans. Yes. Just drive. That's that all I'm is saying. absolutely drive, true. Drive slowly. Yeah. The food's, the food's good at the shop. Yeah. And you get to see some cool cars. Derby's got good food. I like it there. But yeah. yeah the next thing coming up is Radwood. It's 11 to 4 on... Sunday, it's at Dirtfish. Uh, yep. So go check that out. You can go look at the uh, Avance website, go to their events, and I think there's tickets on there. There's a links to it, I think. Yeah. Or you can just get them when you're there. But uh, yeah. And th- like I said, what else What else is coming oh, up? I'm trying to yeah. think. Avance members get 25% off tickets. So oh, even better. Yeah, check that out on Avance.com. Radwagon25 at checkout, and that will get you 25% off. And Dan has talked about this. They're doing an Avance Dino Day on October 2nd. If Even if you don't want to dino your car, go watch. It's a good time just it's to talk so to so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I like um, the noise. Yeah. There, there's going to be the Avance Track Day at the Ridge on the 9th. And then, um, actually, and I don't know if I'm going to be in town for this, but I, I would really like to go, is Wagon Fest, October 10th. That's, that's at Dirtfish again. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I mean, I have, I got to figure out what the qualification for that is. Is it any wagon? Because I mean, technically the cross track's a wagon. I'm technically, saying, you know. So <laughs> everybody wants to see the cross track. So. <laughs> so I was talking to Steve Rimmer. He's got that E sixty three AMG wagon. Mm-hmm. Mercedes wagons are super cool. Uh, I would a hundred percent. It's funny because there's one that Mercedes uses as, as as some of the lead cars in F one, and it's red. And it's got all the lights. But, I mean, I have always said that that AMG, and the fact that Mercedes bought that E63 wagon in the United States is great. I wish BMW had done that and brought a stick, the M5, in a manual. But that E46, or E, E63 is one yeah. of the prettiest cars in the world. Do you remember when we were in Monterey and there was an older gentleman that had just taken delivery of one? It was Maroon. And he came to concorso for to, to pick up his tickets yes. yeah yeah and he was talking to us and that was the first one i'd ever seen yeah. he had it he had it optioned i mean beautifully but i absolutely i've never been a huge mercedes guy i've always been bmw but i was i was absolutely beautiful, beautiful well car. if you look at the griot's m3 wagon that they made oh, basically yeah. like yeah and M, i want another m3 wagon not, an yeah. m, not the I like the body style those it's the fender flares it's like yeah. it's why the rs6 looks so good it's fender flares give me mm-hmm. box fenders and a wagon this is why and a manual yeah and a manual man yeah, Hashtag like a CTSV, the manual, right? The, yeah, the greatest wagon ever. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, because it's a manual rear wheel drive. Cadillac, Cadillac, like I said, after that Cadillac day yeah. at, at Exotics, they're they're bringing back some some mean looking cars. So, yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty good two hundredth episode. Yeah, it was a good time. And I, I when had you asked, you know, four years ago, Nick and Dan sitting in my kitchen drinking Rainier, where do you think this is going to go? I don't know. if where we are is where I would have said, and I think I, I, I like it. I'm just saying, you know, we, we, we've always thought of it as some, something of a novelty, and we're very grateful that it really hasn't been. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, I don't think we left you any room to do commercials in this, did we? I'll just shove them in there. <laughs> okay, just Works shove them in there. Time. Just shove them in there. <laughs> Jesus, I can't. Well, for, the, uh, for this grateful uh, Nicholas Bergeron for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. <laughs> You want to try that again? No. Well, you're going to leave it in? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm very grateful for this. So for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.